Hey all, what you're about to hear was originally released as an exclusive full episode to $1 an episode tier and up patrons on patreon.com slash wordtetris. However, thanks to a very generous donation on behalf of this week's guest, Karina Adley McKenzie, the decision has been made to release this episode to the public for free for everyone. So with that said, please enjoy. Julie Benson, welcome to Word Tetris. Word Tetris. <laughs> Yay! They have. I'm look. I'm not saying that there is an open bottle of wine and some glasses have been drunk, and I have not drinking any of them because I had asked. I took an aspirin earlier, but I am saying that I'm not saying that that's not the case either. Like, look, listen. It's Friday. It's wine o'clock. You've this had is going to be a good podcast. You, you've had a week. <laughs> we have had a month, haven't we all? <laughs> Writers have had a, a year. Yeah, a year. so far. It's been quite the year. Oh, uh, yes. Nothing exciting is going on at all. <laughs> Are we doing that? Are we doing the... Sure. It's I mean, been we, really we, uneventful. You sound like an... No, you, we, we can talk about... Time. We can literally... It's, it's come up on the show. We can totally talk about it. Okay. We've talked about... We've already talked about a few times how... I've, had, I've There were guests on who came on before it happened. There were guests oh, yes. who came you on were after on, like, the it day. Some things were happening. I think Watson was on, and you were Watson, like, this well, Watson was the first. I was on, I was recording with Amy Berg on the the day of the first deadline. Oh yeah. And then the everyone's like, That's we're gonna go, we're gonna go back to the table, and then that did not happen. And this is why you record on Fridays, right? Because all the good stuff happens on Fridays. <laughs> I were, I recorded. Here's the here's one of the worst ones. I recorded with Joe Henderson on a terrible human being. Yeah. The worst. <laughs> He's oh. <laughs> he can't even be mean. Like, no, yeah, no. no, he's really or good. Like I recorded, so him. I recorded with him three days before Lucifer got canceled. When we were recording, he did oh. not know if it was going to get picked up or not. Brutal. And then the episode went out the day it was canceled. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, sorry, Joe. In memoriam, <laughs> Joe Henderson. Episode. So it's I think just, he's doing fine. So it's weird, it, but this is you know. Then it got picked up by Netflix, so it all worked out. But <laughs> Eisner nominated. There he's was okay. There was a moment where you know that wasn't the case you can hear the first 20 minutes of this episode for free at wordtetris.com and all the various podcatchers you can find the show on twitter at twitter.com slash wordtetrispotty find me on twitter at twitter.com slash merrillbar m-e-r-r-i-l-l-b-a-r-r if you want the full episode get the full sean and julie benson experience you gotta head over to patreon.com slash wordtetris sign up for the one dollar an episode tier you get the full episode if you sign up for the three dollar an episode tier you get the full episode plus a bonus episode bonus bensons where we're gonna talk about networking i would highly recommend checking that out uh where can they people find you two online i am on twitter at the julie benson and i am on twitter at shauna benson any grams any instagrams oh i'm on instagram but it's mostly pictures of my dog who looks like an ewok uh, i don't so see fun. anything so what is the do you have to now share the handle uh, is it just julie benson i think I, I grabbed that one some other julie benson on twitter has been just squatting Fuck on it. her we're not yeah. gonna we're not gonna go through that i am <laughs> shauna m as in michelle benson on instagram Okay. And Facebook, we don't Facebook anyone unless yeah, we, we met don't. you. And who uses Facebook anymore? Because no it's uses dumb Facebook. and stupid and 
And a threat to privacy. Threat to privacy. Did you hear their new statement? It's, oh, the, uh, the, the, about the, the future is privacy or something. No, did there... you hear the? But did you hear the thing about they're going to do with the dating app? So they're do they're putting out no. da- they're putting out a they're putting out. Where's my wine? <laughs> oh God! Come on, I'm ready. I'm literally out. holding it to my mouth. So they're putting yep. out. So uh-huh. they're they I they they're te- they're currently beta testing in some markets a. Uh, a dating a- extension of the app, existing app mm-hmm. but part of that the, the new feature on that uh, extension will be that you can you can select six people of your friends that you have a secret crush on oh my god and then it- <laughs> uh, my secondhand embarrassment i just i it's through the you know what it room. reminds me of remember hold on hold on wait wait this gets better and then if someone else and then if no. the per- and then if you if someone else makes you their secret crush and you guys match and you were both making each other a secret crush, it will let you know. Okay. Oh, this is horrible. <laughs> Do you remember? My palms are sweating. I, I don't know if they were still doing this <laughs> when, by the time you got there after me, but they did like a matching thing. Who's they? In the Who's the they? high school. I don't know. The proverbial oh. they. And you got this like Scantron thing. Oh, the thing that was in out. Stranger Things. Because they did that in Stranger Things. Did they do that? I can't remember. But anyway, you get this thing and it would say, you match 74% with these people in your class. Right. And then it would be like maybe like two upperclassmen and a couple people below you in the I class I have below blocked you. this from my memory. It was on Stranger oh, I Things. I still have those. Like, oh, let's see who you match with. I don't have with. them here. Pause the record. <laughs> no, they're not here. They're at mom and dad's. But oh. I, I do still have them. And it's insane because they're like people that I matched with. And I'm like, oh my it was God. like I matched Did with like match some with football guy? guy, like some football player. Uh, and nobody uh, that I liked or knew. It was really sad but they um, would do this on valentine's day like when they did the yes creation. this is oh, definitely yes. a stranger things plot point in season Horrible. one god i gotta Jeez, go back Shauna. and watch that but uh, yeah it was like this like oh it was like it made it look very official like very computer age listen i am not i unabashedly let my crushes know on twitter when i have a crush on them <laughs> so i don't need facebook's help to embarrass myself calling you out yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> but anyway, so that was so that was that update. But anyway. Go on. Uh, <laughs> uh one more thing before we move one more we thing and start then the we'll... 20 minutes now, because that was useless. That was useless. <laughs> one more thing. Hold on, one more thing before we move forward is that we are on this is the penultimate episode. Penultimate episode of the season. And then next week is the Catchy Carol. And then we are off. We go back on hiatus. Uh if you are a new listener to the show, the thing you should know is that uh, there is hiatus content that does come out. However, it is exclusive only to patrons. So it's full episodes, but uh, no 20-minute preview on those. So here's a suggestion. Okay. We should take all your scripts yeah. and act them out. Just Shauna and I. I gotta be honest. There's a point. I'm Just reaching. A, I'm reaching. A, here's the thing. I'm reaching a point. So many patrons. I am reaching <laughs> a point. I'm reaching a point with my scripts where... I'm so frustrated that I have never had anything made yet. I'm honestly reaching that point have we had as is. Made? I guess TV. You've had you, you produced episodes of the hundred. I thought you meant like <laughs> what question is that? Things that we wrote. No, no, no. Made. Let me be clear. <laughs> you forget that you stabbed Record Dr. scratch. Stabbed it's Dr. really good wine, you guys. No, I meant like our own it's material. Our own material. I mean comics, yeah, hundred, yeah, like TV, yeah. yeah. I would settle yeah. for a I'm comic. About I would settle for a comic. Something I would we created, being like, produced, would be really cool. But it's just driving. It's just I'm reaching that. Eight. I get it. I'm thirty. This I'm means stupid. that you're gonna finally. That once you're at the breaking point, and you're like, oh, that's it. I'm leaving LA. Well, I'm, I'm not gonna get, live in. I'm not gonna get Portland. there. Like then you'll get your job. 
or book a vacation right now. Again. You will still get hired. Absolutely really? book a vacation. Book a vacation to <laughs> Disney World. Just go to Florida. Don't even go to Disneyland. Book it, and you will get like five phone calls for interviews during that week. So you're saying don't book a vacation to Italy? Go to Italy. Like Shauna. Was it Italy? <laughs> who goes to Italy when we start a new job, and I have to sit in the room for two weeks while she's like, look at my half. gelato photos on Instagram. <laughs> I did eat a lot of gelato. Yeah, it's cool. You, you got to get to my gelato spot and seduce it. We're totally not reading from a script. <laughs> Shauna, maybe you could find a Facebook Italian guy <laughs> that has a crush on you from your trip. New movie plot. It's trademarked. Not going to happen. All right. Okay. Sorry. It's called... Let's- Okay. P- poked but and prodded. Here, here. Uh, why are we even? Why bother? Why poked bother? Poked and prodded. That was funny. No one. Okay. All right. Here. All right. Here's the question of yeah. the day. How do you guys feel about rewriting? Oh, I enjoy rewriting. There's like, it's <laughs> like it's Mark. I'm like, I can't tell if she's serious or not. No, I, I super I enjoy it. I do because it's not. It's never right the first time. It's your garbage throw up draft, and every time I'm like, "Oh, this is it. This is the one." And then do you, you give know? It to people do you read, accept? And like, no. Do you have an acceptance that it's your garbage throw up draft in the first draft? Because I, this is the thing. I I refuse to call it a vomit draft. Oh. I don't believe in that. Like I, my feeling is I do as much. Like the outline is the vomit. That's where all the sure. bull, that's where all the bullshit happens. Yeah. When I'm past the outline, it's script. I'm at least trying to nail it on the first try. <laughs> I won't succeed, but I'm going to try. <laughs> the efforts were made. But I mean, a garbage draft, vomit draft in that here are all the here are all the plot points, here are all the characters, here's all the structure. Can I make better each time? And the answer is always yes. Would you say that you have always felt that way about the rewriting? Or, I mean, did you at any point... She's, she's looking at me like, the answer is no, so why don't you tell the truth, you B.I.? I'm just, I'm just saying, I remember times where you were like, table flip, why do we have to rewrite this? It's perfect. Look, I say that every time, (laughs) but I know it's not perfect and I know it can always be better, but I really, I hate writing. (laughs) (laughs) Whereas I love writing. I love writing a lot. Uh, I know. Here's why, and I don't hate writing, but here's why writing is annoying to me because Mm. I already have it in my head. I've seen the movie. I've seen the episode. I know what it looks like. The effort of having to now write it down is so annoying. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, that is kind of our job. To okay, do that fine. Translation. I'll do it you again to, and again. You have to translate. We're still the in the brain. free 20 minutes. This is, this exa- is so this good. Is so it's worth. This is the most <laughs> so entertaining episode. No, we, we gold. I should, I should do more episodes dick, drunk. Like, like it's, um, <laughs> it's your drunk writers podcast the penultimate you know what i gotta it's be honest you know here, writers here's the thing why hasn't someone done the drunk writers I podcast i don't yet? know because i think we're always drunk <laughs> honestly i think it's because we would say something like the entire episode would have to be bleeped because someone would spill some shit yeah we got because everybody's met with marvel at some point like, we've all signed oh, ndas oh no <laughs> No, I love writing. It's um, it's just it's a frustrating process, isn't it? Because you have to, you think you're nailing it on your first try, and then someone reads it and goes, "Yeah, um, no. I, why is well, there this scene?" Well, I mean, even between or... the two of us. Right? Oh my god! You know, I I write. Oh yeah, stuff... we should talk about being a writer partnership. <laughs> I write stuff all the time and give it to you and think it's the best thing I've ever written. Oh yeah, we've had these combos. And I go, I'm really proud of this scene, Julie. I think you're gonna love it. Mm-hmm. And then she'll come back to me and go. 
Yeah, no. <laughs> I go, oh man. I mean, that happened. It hurts. I mean, that happened to me with a. I had sent my feature. I wrote a feature spec. I've talked about it. I sent, and I've talked about this story on the show. I sent to a producer. And Tell us is, a new exciting thing about it then. <laughs> <laughs> but I said, so, but the thing is, I sent, the, the part I haven't mentioned is that this producer has wanted me to write a feature for him for ever. Like five years. Since basically since I met him. That's crazy. But I was always writing TV. So I was like, I finally wrote a feature spec. And it's totally feature spec, the kind of movie that he wants to see. Oh, my gosh. So I wrote it, and I sent it to him. And here's how you know someone really wanted to read something of yours. I sent it to him on Super Bowl Sunday, and he read it that afternoon. <gasps> wow. And I failed. Oh. <laughs> so he wrote back saying, dude, I'm 50 pages in. Um, here's my, here's my feeling. And you've, you basically, it was that it's, it's a contained thriller that mm-hmm. I have turned into not a contained thriller. Oh. And the problem is that he goes, you're sucking the air out of this thing by oh, not yeah. doing that. But that's a, that's a good note. That means you have a story. Your structure might just be like, Ex- well, exactly. Or, but, the, but the problem is that you can't get that first impression back. Right. Uh, so yeah, you kinda that's what sucks. Is shot like your you, bolt there. Right. So it's just like, like, that's how he was so ready. He was so ready to read it. He was so excited because yeah. he likes my writing. And then it's just, and I was like, oh, Crap. no. I mean, it, and then I rewrote it and I submitted it to Nickel because I love it now and it's great. But it's, And I, I and the thing is, I when I sent it out, I was having the heebie-jeebies. Right. But I was like, ah, it's just it's just because you've never done a feature before right. and you're just a little skittish. and also get your feet wet. Well, and also, like, the the process of writing it was a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Um. I had a drunk epiphany that was exactly the thing that he hated. Drunk epiphany. Drunk epiphany. Like basically, what had happened was I had I have never written under the influence ever. Oh, that's I've too bad. only <laughs> <laughs> I have only ever written sober, and I reached a point where I was stuck, and I was like, I'm, I can't get past this. There's not enough material here to make a movie out of. Oh. And I was like, what am I gonna do? And then I started drinking some Buffalo Trace. Oh, and no. came up with the idea to do it in a nonlinear fashion. And now and go, it's fear and loathing. It, I guess. <laughs> and then basically show the bef- show the lead up and show the aftermath in non sequential form. Right. Like if you did Pearl Harbor out of order, like and oh. maybe and maybe make it good. Um, <laughs> Listen, hit songs came from that movie. <laughs> I mean, the the middle is a great movie. That's a great one hour movie. I don't remember. That, All I remember are animal crackers and belly buttons. No, that's Armageddon. Is that Armageddon? That's Armageddon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Armageddon. That's what Armageddon. Is it really? Yes. Which one's Pearl Harbor with animal crackers? Pearl Harbor has there is, no, there animal are no animal crackers. crackers. I, Pearl I protest. So I don't think you guys have seen it. Go so back and anyway, rewatch. Anyway, but anyway, so I, I got drunk. I came, came up with that. I started writing it. And then I sent it out. And everything, the thing that he hated was, and the thing that someone else hated too, and this is the one that cut me down, mm. was I got the first notes. Three days later, a showrunner misses me back. I'm showrunner whose opinion I very much admire and was super excited when I pitched him the script. He's like, when you're done, you send that to me. Oh, no. He just wrote back one sentence. And the sentence was, was this your first draft? Uh, <laughs> Wilhelm scream. So I'm going to deduce from yeah. this line of conversation that the question is, when do you know it's ready to yes. go out? When do you Basically, know it's ready? Uh, yes. Oh. Like, that is just, like, That's a really when you're in the rewrite... The hardest part is knowing when one is to know when it's good and two know when you're not lying to yourself that it's good. <laughs> like, boy, isn't that the truth? Because it feels like 
I think I thought I knew that the thing was ready, and yeah. then it went out, and then it was like, oh no. Then I overhauled it and ended up losing initially losing twenty pages, right? Putting back twelve, so I lost eight overall. And Math. was like, but I basically read. I redid twenty. Pages. I trust you. Redid twenty pages, and it's just like now it's like a taut fucking thriller where it's like. If you don't like it, it's not the script's fault. It's that you're not your thing. Right. Like, but the script itself, like, the writing is fucking good. And you got a strong protagonist. Right. It's all really fucking good now. I just know it. But. All right. Sold. We'll do it. Okay. So how do I. So how do I. Hey, fun fact. The Bensons are on my dream list for, like, one day I get a project of who do you want to show around Meryl? I was like, the Bensons. Damn it. We promised to come sober. Yeah. Most, I'm only drinking because it's Friday and I had a colonoscopy t- yesterday. One of us might be intoxicated at any given time, but you know, no, we we're one not sober. I can't even drink sober. anymore, honestly. No, I can't true. handle it. So, how do you know how, when you're in it? Yeah. How do you know it's like, all right, yeah, this is as good as it's going to get? Right. Well, I don't know. With that Jack you, Nicholson. It. I don't think you ever know that it's as good as it's going to get because you could always continue to tinker with it always right the question is when is it good enough right that you feel it represents that you won't face palm if someone reads it yeah it represents it. you as a writer it represents your vision for the script and yeah that you've you you are confident in it and and by the way that changes as you become more accomplished as a writer because i'll tell you the story of the very first script i ever wrote which was what china joe oh boy yeah that sounds like that sounds like a title for a grindhouse movie i want to watch yeah, it sounds like something Shannon. Joe Bob would like. That so sounds no, like a don't Joe Bob pitch movie. it because there's still no, no, be a no. Thing. It was a feature that I wrote in the UCLA professional program. Right. So it was right. my very first finished script, and I was so proud of it. I was so proud of it, and I gave it to my sister to read. Oh, and she gave it back to me, and she had circled every time I used the word turn. Oh, I remember this. So and so turns. Somebody turns. This person turns. That person turns. Yeah. It's a thing I did not know that I was doing. You were choreographing. But I was choreographing yeah. in my mind. People yeah. Turning and then around, oh, that, it down. You were right. Right. Line. You were putting. You were screen. You were uh, screen directing. Yes. And I did that on the feature. The original draft. The feature is 138 pages. It's, oh. it's what you would call a rookie mistake. Yeah. yeah. Um. But it is a common thing. And by the way, I still not. I don't do turn anymore. But there are times where I do not realize i'm doing a thing yeah and it's only because she tells me i'm doing the thing that i can then come to realize you pull up a little bit yeah, yeah. that i can go oh now that crap, you choreograph the, the scene and you like i just said i see it in my head you have to write it out to see it and yeah. then you're giving me the the bit that isn't the bit that you would actually put on the script it's yeah that's going to be what it looks like but now write well, the actual to me the advantage scene. of that's, working that's with your a, throw up right the thing of the advantage of working with a partner and we may have slightly different opinions on this, which makes it interesting. I brought boxing gloves. But to me, the, the, the advantage of working with a partner is that it is the one time you can bear your soul entirely to another person and they will accept it for what it is. And not ex- the expectation isn't that it's perfect, no. that it's it's your first thought. You know, we recognize that when we do a first draft, it's first draft theater. And it's not a, a, there's no criticism as to this is terrible. 
it, it's really about this is the first thought. So let's see where it takes us. And is, is this the thing that we want to be writing? And is this the thing that we want to do? And sometimes we will get to that place where we read it and we go, this isn't doing what we want it to do. And then we have to go back and rebuild. See, and the I feel like the other problem is the issue of figuring out who do you, at certain stages, who do you want to read you? Obviously, yeah. you want the director and the showrunner to read you. They clearly know their shit, right? And also, well, I know. And this is also like the, this is also like the, the first time where um, I got notes back that were consistent. Every time I have sent shit out prior to this moment, it's always this person says X, this person says Y, yeah. this person says Z. Everybody the has fuck, their own version. I don't know the fuck to listen to. Whereas, like, if you get two very strong, consistent notes back, you go, you clearly, I, know. clearly yeah. I know what the problem is. Yeah. So, because when you're coming up, who do you have access to? You have access your to peers. Your, your peers. And the problem is that maybe they don't all have the right sensibility for the thing you're writing. You don't want to pass off an urban fantasy to someone who loves Russian expressionism. But like, I think that's what's fascinating is you can give that to the Russian expression expressionism person and say that's really hard to say and say specifically to that person i want to know from your pov as an outsider of this sort of genre Mm -hmm. were you confused at any points did you understand the narrative yeah what characters worked for you what where did you bump they'll still have a story sense they'll still be able to and it's almost a more invaluable pov to have for somebody who doesn't know or doesn't sort of live in that genre they can kind of give you that inside base or outside baseball viewpoint that yeah. you, you already know a script has to work for the audience you intend it for and for other audiences so a good example of this is like the avengers movies right, right? Well, most of the people by the way going, spoilers. Spoilers. spoilers no no no. there's no spoilers oh, okay. okay most of the people that are going to see marvel films have never read a single marvel comic book. right they might have heard of the characters. They've seen the Incredible Hulk, you know, but they don't know in any of the intricacies or their canon or the details of who they are as characters. So when you write a movie or a TV show about any of those characters, it's got to play for people who know the comics as well as people who don't know the comics. So that goes for within the genre, outside of the genre, mm-hmm. right? And I think that what you can do, though, is you say, okay, the Russian expression expressionism. Yeah, person. I try to say. Why did you choose the hardest thing to say? The Russian expression. German expressionism person said that uh, <laughs> you know it can only give me notes which are kind of within this box, and you take those notes for what they're worth. Yeah, they should not be giving you detailed notes on you know canon of the Marvel universe. Yeah. If you're asking the German expressionism person to give you that kind of note, they should be giving you notes about tone and voice and the things that are particular to their you know the things that they like and their strong suit those are the notes you listen to and you kind of discard the rest and i feel like my well my other issue though is that i could i there's been times many time i have said to someone read it for x yeah and they don't and they go they go beyond okay the box that i've told them read it within Mm -hmm. and then they get mad in whatever instance because it's like I don't. I hate this. I hate this. Like, well, it's like, but I didn't ask for your opinion on that. Like, the, it's so hard to find good readers. It is. Like, I and I don't just mean that. Like, good readers, like people who know how to read. It. It's just like 
finding people who will be able to give you constructive feedback in a way that matters. I that's what I love about this whole my favorite thing about the WGA mix stuff that's yeah, happening yeah. is maybe finally a lot of younger writers yeah. will find the right people to swap shit with. Find and their go, tribes. Find yeah. the tribe and that way you can fucking right. you know, because that's how that's how it's gonna happen. I mean yeah. like I've had stuff go out now. Like I knew people reading my stuff and I, I haven't fully, I haven't found someone with my exact sensibilities yet and okay. I'm waiting for that one, but definitely like people who are closer to shit than some of the people I've had in the past. Sure. Um, or you get the other thing that happens to me, which is someone had, like I have one very famous email where someone, someone very big sent me an email. I sent them a script. They sent back an email that is like, 10 paragraphs long <laughs> it has no typos in it like a breakup message it has no typos in it at the end of the email it says sent from an iphone <laughs> Real. and but here's the thing i then ended up sitting down with and this guy's a feature guy who had read it okay uh and then like a genre feature guy and then i sat down with a showrunner friend and he goes you know what that means though right and i go what and he goes it means he liked it like that's the thing it means if someone is going to devote that much energy into telling you everything they didn't like about it it means they liked it or they like you enough to want you to succeed in that material right right yeah so it's either way it's a win-win because you're getting somebody who's investing some time in you they're giving you constructive feedback you take it for what it's worth you know you know a note when you read a note and if you get kind of annoyed at it it's probably because it's true it's probably because you already knew that note you were avoiding doing that thing that they mentioned and you were finally kind of called on the carpet for it. And now you kind of have to put up or shut up. You have to choose your lane. Am I going to do the thing I know needs to happen here to fix this right. even though there's heavy lifting? Or do I just toss it under the rug and hope no one else notices that? Right. No, it will. you will be up at night worrying about it. So do the note. Well, I think that's why you need people. While it sometimes feels like you want the hardest critic you can find, yeah. Don't do that at first. Don't. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's the Goldilocks theory, right? That you get the person who is going to be super nice to you and tell you how awesome you are, who's typically your mom <laughs> or someone like your mom Grandma. who just wants you to feel good about the fact you finished Finish a script. Yes. Which, by the way, is a good thing. Huge accomplishment. And I mean, I, st I, I started doing that. that. I mean, I started doing that where, because I was that guy where it's like finishing a script is never hard for me. Like when I was in college, it was like I actually set up a independent study with my professor my last semester where we agreed like every two weeks I'll bring him a new script, which is what wow. started oh me God. on the track of being able to write fast. Very prolific. Right. Yeah. right now I got now my feature yeah. my feature was twenty five. Hmm. Wow. So so it's like I got started on that track. So then what happened was I met, ran to people who were like finishing scripts and they go, well, you read me. It's like, this is new. People are asking me to read them. That's fairly yeah. new. So even though I got nothing, right? Have, so, what do you mean you got nothing? So I, have, I, have, I think you have a lot. So You've written a script. You know how story works. Right. You can provide. So I, what I've been saying to people is like, like I got one friend who wants to get in the game. She's at an age where she's worried she's missed the boat. Yeah. Um she's in her 30s and it's like um and like you've no you haven't and she, i read her i read one script and like the the thing is you read the script and you go the, the concept's great you came up with a great concept that alone is like i Cute. that's hard to do yeah. and then she's like yeah i know and then i got this other thing i wrote and like you wrote two scripts <laughs> like, 
Do you, most people don't finish one. Yeah, yeah. Like that's, right. huge. that's a big deal. Finish just getting them done. So I feel like that isn't that is like it is important to have those people, and that's why I was trying to say. So it's important to have the the mom pass, the person who says. This is really good, honey. Cheerleader pass. It's really great that you finished this. I'm super proud of you. I love this part. I love that part. Then you have the person who hates everything, mm-hmm. right? And that's the person that can just take your self-esteem down to zero. Yep. You got plenty of that. I feel like I got more of those than the good, than the supportive Yeah. Ultimately, mom. what you really want is a good blend in the middle, right? <laughs> you want people that can say, okay, there's some good stuff here. I really like this. I really like that. I think you did a great job with this. I think this works really well. And then can say... Here are some issues. Here are the overall notes. Here are the very specific page notes that I have. Here are things that I think you might want to tweak or work on. Like those are the kinds of things that you really want to get. And the only way you kind of get that is by becoming involved with people who are at or above you. And above you is really important. Like finding people that you can't, not necessarily, don't ask them to be your mentor necessarily, but you want people that are just barely above you that that is, are willing yeah. to kind of you know that can you can learn from because ultimately that's what we're all doing right we're all still no matter what level we're at we're always learning we're always growing as writers you know this is the kind of career path that you take and it's not in you've learned everything and you're done i mean stephen king will probably tell you that he still learns things about writing mm-hmm as he publishes, as he publishes every new book or every script that he Let, writes. Let's do this because I'll. T- all right, I can tell you. Whenever I read a script, this is how I read a script now. Okay. Because I used to, you know, I used to be the specific guy because that's all I would ever get back was a lot of like specificity, right? Okay. And down to like, like, I have one. This Russian expressionism guy read a. Let's call him Dave, so we don't have to. Okay, say let's it. call him Dave. Dave yeah. Let's call him. His name is Jordan. We can say. Oh, okay. Like, so Jordan reads. So Jordan reads a script once. Uh, it's a. It's an urban fantasy thing I wrote, and I get a script back that is red noted beyond because he's gone to like oh. the Apple preview and noted yeah, it to yeah, death, yeah. and added all the annotations like every fucking page. And it's just like, but removing certain, like crossing out certain lines of dialogue you think should be removed. Like, it was way too specific. Wow. It reached the point of specificity that really. You've had this conversation, right? It's okay to talk about this? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, and yeah. also, you should tell this person, like, I'm not looking for line notes. I'm yeah. looking, like, this first pass is. Well, give me the 60,000. But, anyway, but yeah. anyway, but anyway, so <clears throat> the thing that I have realized that I do, what I actually want from anyone who reads my shit. If we're reading it for like, if you're reading it just for notes, right? Like, there's different. There's also different things. Like, if you're reading it like for the potential, like, hey, read this script so that way you know of me right. if you hear about work. That's yeah. different than yeah. say reading it for notes, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So like, but if I'm re- giving it to you for general reads, for notes, what I what I like to at least give back is I'm gonna read this from a thirty thousand foot view, right? Right. And unless there is something truly egregious about a specific moment that fucks up the 30,000 foot view then like if i'm in a plane and you sh- and you're shining a spotlight in my eyes right and i can't see that's i'm gonna tell you shut off the spotlight but for the most part i just want to see it all overall yeah i'm giving back generic notes of like this is how i this is how it made me feel this is how i feel about this one character i don't know about this overall track that you're setting up like i had like there was one like one of the new people i met recently read uh, their script and sent back notes and what's funny is the notes that when she responded that she was like well it's funny because everything you're 
bumping on is everything that a network had loved when they were up when they're considering it. I'm like, then great. Like right. then that means that that means clearly my sensibility on the script is not the sensibility sure. that you're gunning for for the people that want to read this. Right. Right, and that's va- it's just as valid to me. But sometimes that'd be helpful if you'd have known that up front. Like these are things I'd, I'd like to maintain and keep because these are positive things that I heard back. Um, can you let me, you know, be specific about what kind of notes you want? I used to actually do this for a living. I was a development person, um, and when we were taught to give notes, it was it was very specific. There used to be something called coverage. I don't know if anyone does coverage anymore, I think they do. but. Um, I would write coverage for a stack of scripts every weekend and this is how I would do the notes. And so I've sort of taken this process into my writer's groups and other times when I'm reading for somebody, which is you read it through once and you get your general, as we call it, the 60,000 foot view. Where did I, you know, what is my emotion of this script? Do I feel like this is a story that's important? Do I feel like they, you know, what is the overall viewpoint of this story? Does it work? Does it not work? Very simple, right? And then you start drilling down. You go down to 45,000 feet. Okay, I liked that they had this really strong teaser and really strong, you know, opening. But in act two, we sort of meandered a bit. It felt like foot traffic until we got to a major plot point in their act, you know, three. Of course, it's a feature world. But I, I think then you just keep drilling down. Also, this character, they don't feel like they have a strong enough arc. You know, they go from this point. Uh, when we got, sorry, I'm going to backtrack a little. On the 100, we had these three words on a piece of paper up by the board, and it was journey, choice, consequence. And I highly suggest you remember it because it will help you immensely, and it's helped us immensely with every story we've ever written, is to by the time you're done with that story, take that person's protagonist or your protagonist if you're reading your script. What journey did that person go on, right? So let's do... Um, Indiana Jones, right? Temple of Doom, or not Temple of Doom, let's do Raiders. Journey for Indiana Jones is, he's given a mission. He has to go find the Ark of the Covenant before someone else gets it, the Nazis, and return it to the museum, right? Mm -hmm. His journey, though, is that it takes him, you can help out here anytime, it takes him to- (laughs) I was fascinated. I was like, go on, please. (laughs) Professor Benson. Yeah. um, his journey takes him to a Marianne choice point Ravenwood and a choice point. Well, the choice point that he, he has several choice points and every choice that is made in the story produces a consequence. Right. So he, you know, the big moment that everybody can remember right off the bat is he has that rocket launcher pointed at the truck. He could yeah. shoot Bella. He could, you know, he could blow it up. Right. Belloc talks him out of it. Indy relents. What's the consequence of that decision? They well, get he, the cart. He gets tied up to the pole and they open but it they up and killed. they all get mailed. So he kind of gets lucky in that. So sense. he doesn't really affect the consequence. But the idea is that for everything that happens to your character, that there is a that there was weight to it, that there is something that matters about the choices, the journey and the choice that they make on that journey, all of the choice. And this goes for every character, not just your protagonist. Go through every character and do that. And so for notes, do that with every character that they give you. Does this person have a journey from a point A to a point B? Even if it's literally crossing the street, you know, is there a journey? Do they have to make a choice? Do they have to look both ways before crossing the street? Do they see a car coming and decide not to go or to go, right? (laughs) And then what's the consequence of that choice? Do they make it? Do they not make it? Does the car crash? Does the car crash? Does, yeah, do you get killed? Do you? Fuck, that's 
brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's very simple. And if you do that with every character, every character, and make sure they have a journey in the story, an actual choice they have to make, go on the mission, don't go on the mission, send that SOS call, don't send the call, good or bad. It doesn't matter if yeah. it's a good or bad choice, a choice. And then what is the consequence of that choice? Now in TV, sometimes the consequence doesn't arrive until the next episode or later down the line. Right. But can you imply that there was or is going to be an, ask, an actual consequence right. to that? So, Whether there's a win or a loss. You know, either way, there is a consequence, good or bad. And I feel like if you've done it long enough, you start to just instinctually detect the, these things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I know that none of what you just said is in my first pilot ever. Oh, right. interesting. I just know it's not. I can remember enough of it to know it's not there. Well, However, yeah. go ahead. No, I was going to say very often the problem is that we make our protagonists passive. Yes. That the choices happen to they're them. They're reacting to something. And they're not actually making the choices. Or happen too late. I had this experience where I the notes kept coming back that this character is passive. I'm like, no. She's not, she literally makes the choice to kill someone at the end of the script. Like it's not she's not passive. So it's too but late. But it in happened the story. too late, yes. and at that point you've checked out. Yeah, mm -hmm. because you're waiting for your protagonist to be the hero of their own and story. Which, and, and, like, and what are right. they going to do? And my thought was they can react for a certain amount of time, but right. then at some point they have to pick up the so, mantle and say, and, "I'm going." Well, my thought journey. was my thought was to set it up to the big like boom moment. Yeah, yeah. However. So the one thing I changed was, all right, how can I solve this problem creatively? Mm -hmm. So the creative solution was she's still the a plot still happens to her up to that point, sure. but she I display at the much earlier on how competent she is in her life, so that you go, this is how extreme this situation is. Okay. So that way, it's like you know, like. She and she and she makes more choices. She does make more choices to try and defend herself and stuff. But the biggest thing is to display her as much more competent mm. than she was in the first draft. And at so, some point, she had to make a choice, even if it's I am being dragged on this crazy adventure. I don't want to be on this adventure, aka romancing the stone. Right? right. She gets that letter from her sister. Mm -hmm. Send quick. Come here. Bring this thing. She has a choice. She decides to go ahead and go do it. She could have easily been like, my sister's crazy. She's on coke. Like, I'm leaving her. I just wrote a book and used my toilet paper roll for my tears. I am not going to Cartagena. But she makes the decision and she goes. And we're so glad she did because then she meets Jack and then they go on an adventure and all these amazing things happen. Right. But there has to be some moment where they have agency and hopefully many moments of agency, yeah. but there has to be at least one. Yeah. But that, that was sort of my basic point of when I would give notes. I would go through each character. And so I would sort of map that out for somebody. And sometimes all you have to do is tell them what they have chosen as their journey choice consequence for those characters. And they'll either see, A, I don't have one, or B, that's kind of a lame one. I could do better than that. Right. Or C, yay, I hit all those marks, at least with my protagonist and villain. Maybe I should go back and look at the other characters. Those are easier notes to sort of... You can digest yes. that, yeah, yeah, because you can say, "Okay, that's an I can I can that's focused. I can look at that." You're also putting it on your. I also feel like you're putting it back on the writer to solve it. Yeah, where like if you say so, like if you give me the note of you know, yeah, let's just try. Let's just try. All right, the you know you this is not at all makes sense, but in just using as an example, okay. In the script, it says the room is red, right? Right. The room is red. Hey, the room should be blue because red is gives off this vibe you're now solving the problem that's, as the that's note also giver. a pointless note and right. it's it's 
that's going to be on the DP. That's going to be on but, the day. Now, that's going to be on a production. But, my, but, but right. That, but this is why the generalization of it being that the, if I'm giving you the script for notes, I'm not looking for you to solve problems. Yeah. I'm looking for you to find them. Yeah. Find me the problems. I will fix them. Any good development person would always address something in the following way, which is always you started with, this is what's great about it. Here's my overall note. My overall note for this story is I wish Joan Wilder had made a decision to go after her sister instead of sitting at home with her cat. I think the story would have been much much more interesting had she not been sitting at home, been kidnapped, dragged to Cartagena, and all these things happened to her. It'd be really cool if she could just make that decision. And it would be an interesting overall story. Then you start to drill down, right? You start to say, okay... Here's other notes. This character in particular, Joan Wilder. I don't know why I'm picking Romance of the Stone. Joan Wilder. Here's her journey to its consequence. She's great. Um, here's a specific from the movie. You know, she feels like she is completely inadequate for this environment. Jack is completely in charge of the place. Can, is there a way that you could show that she is completely out of her element, fish out of water? Um then the writer takes it and says, oh, what if I do this thing where her heel breaks? And then he cuts off the other heel because these are pointless to have heels in the jungle. And it's just enough to show us his competency and her incompetency in that structure. But I didn't give that note, did I? I just said, is there a way you could show, right. like highlight that thing? And so that's allowing, again, the writer to sit there with something and say, oh, that's okay. How would I show that? That would be fun. Like, that's a fun moment that somebody's right. going to remember. That's a trailer moment, you right. know? Or showing a moment where she can show that she has proficiency in this environment above and beyond her seemingly much more proficient companion in this case, right. which is her going up to the guy's house and knocking on the door, and then he says her name, and suddenly he knows who she is. Dijon Wilder? Read, I've read all your books. Right. So, yeah. you know, that's those are now the she has the upper hand right now that she has the upper hand. Is so. there a place in this story where you could give her the upper hand, even though she's a fish? But if out I of say make her go to, to a the guy's door. house Ugh. and knock on the door, you're getting the wrong notes. Yeah, that's not going to help. Right. You. Same with uh, dialogue notes. Dialogue notes are honestly Ugh. some of the worst. You can make suggestions like, oh, you might have a, a, a space for a funny joke here, or mm, sure. I'm not getting enough of your characters. Or these two guys sound the same. I just ran into this on someone's script that I read, where um, they're one of, they wrote one of my favorite shows of last year, and they're like, you, you know, but they, but they're like, you check this one out. I'm like, yeah, sure, totally. And I read it, and I'm like, where's all the jokes? Like, you're, like, and Is I Is it a jokey show? It, basically, basically, the, and I asked him, it was like, I know you for this, right? And this thing is a is some of the best setup setup joke shit I've ever and the punch, seen. Yeah, the setups. But Where's all of that here? Mm. And he goes, "Oh, I wanted to try and scale back." I'm like, "Don't. Yeah. Your <laughs> strength is setup joke, setup joke. Put more setup joke, setup joke into this." And he was like, "I think you're right." There you go. <laughs> you you gave him an, an overall note, which is I just wish it had a little bit more humor. You're such a good you know you're such a funny writer. I'd like to see a little bit more of that. And that's an advantage of having someone who knows you and yeah. knows your work being able to give you notes. So writers groups, very important, I think, in being helpful, finding people that you can have relationships with over a longer span of time, not right. just one and done, read yeah. my script, give me notes. It's you develop things together. You know, you pitch out your ideas to a group of people that are at your level 
that your guys are going to kind of come up together with. Right. And, you know, you pitch out your ideas and they help you work through which one you should do. And then you tell them, you know, when you, you get it to outline or your, your first few pages or whatever. Too many writers room. Yeah. I mean, it, it is. I mean, that that's what a writer's group should be, that mm-hmm. those people should be able to read your work and then come back and say, okay, here's what works for us. Here's what doesn't. Let's <laughs> Let's be really really serious about this let me ask you a question about writers groups because I, I i there was a point where i was gonna maybe join one and then it all fell apart it wasn't my thing and it, it all fell apart like yeah. the, no one showed up to the first one no more than me. six people <laughs> so here is here's here's the question i have on that how much because the way i envision wanting to do a writer's group if i ever put one together would mm-hmm. be look we're gonna read each other's shit yep but so much of writing has nothing to do with the actual act of writing mm-hmm. let's just sit around drink eat and just talk story hmm. just talk about story and then we'll, we'll swap scripts we'll do all that but let's just talk about story let's just talk about shit well, so like if that's constructive for you i think there's a difference though because our, our writers group we meet we try to meet once a month and it's really hard because everyone's mm-hmm. working but that should be the goal give everybody a deadline because everybody works better with a deadline and especially if you're writing your own thing it's good to just have tent poles that you can work towards. Well, that's the other problem is that if it's not for a thing, then people... Just... Yeah, then they're just going to sit on it and we're, we're guilty of that That's too. why I used to take classes because when I had a day job, I needed deadlines in order to get stuff written in my right. off hours. Produce something. And the only way to do that was to know I had to turn it in for a class. It was due. It was due. And so that's the way that I gained some discipline in my early years as I was learning the craft was taking those classes. And I know most most people go, eh, do you need a class? No, you may not. But for me, because I was so, you know, nine to five every day working in an office environment to have any energy to write, it was really having to push myself to do that. Well, let's be clear. How many people did you meet through that writer's class actually who are working writers today? About a dozen, maybe. That's huge. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was a really good ground for finding people that you have the funds i was in a writer's i mean because before the writer's group julie and i were are in now i was in a couple of different writer's groups with people i was in those classes but why were those not working well over time they fell apart because people got staffed or they got busy and they got busy uh, you know i mean people people schedules fall apart i do yeah and that's the thing i feel disciplined well, that, and yes, I feel like I run into so many people. This is why it's hard for me to deal with my level. A lot of lack of discipline. Well, massive amount yeah, of, but lack they're of discipline. there. The people like you are out there yeah. and you just have to weed through the ones that are like, ah, I'll get to writing is, you know, it's a process. I have to think about it in the shower for 17 well, years or whatever. I mean, we don't okay, have great. something to be read every single meeting. No, not even close. But I mean, general, and what we do is we say, look, if nobody has anything to be read, we're not going to meet this month. Yeah. You know, but the next month, then we plan a date for the next month. And then, you know, everybody's kind of like, because everybody needs to write something at some point. And what I was going to say is our group, we spend, I think, the first hour, hour and a half talking shop. And did you read this story? Did you see somebody's Twitter thread? Did you da da da? Have you heard about this show going or not going? going Have you read this pilot? Um, how is your job going currently? Yeah. Like you spend a lot of time just getting the inside scoop from everybody. And then you say, okay, so who submitted first? Let's go through notes on that. And everybody's prepared and they give the notes. We verbally give notes to each other. That mm-hmm. person takes the notes. And then sometimes if there's like written notes, we hand them off and we move on. But again, Sean and I spent like a good year, not even participating in that group other than reading and giving notes because we were working 
24-7 on either TV or comics. We could not produce our own material. So just this year, we finally were able to produce our own material. And it's just an invaluable thing to have people who do this for a living, um, have been assistants, have been PAs, have been script coordinators. That's also huge. Get a script coordinator in your group because they're going to find all those typos and things that are driving everybody nuts. Yep. Um, I'll tell you, nothing hurts more than when I send a script out. Uh, Here's the thing. I'll always – I send a – every. this is my process. I – I send a script out, but I, I've, I've done so many passes on it, I can't see it, force it. Yeah, no, it. it's So I send a script out, and then I'm always like, let me just skim through that thing I just emailed. Oh, the worst. And then I'll, I'll just go like this. I'm, I'm if, For those who listening, I'm closing my eyes and putting my phone up and just swiping my finger up in my hand as if it's on my phone. I'll just stop, just on a page, just oh, to no. read a page. I always the, – the universe is like, ha, <laughs> Wait, always okay. find the one. One is you run spell check before you send it I out, do. and you run format oh, assist. I ran so my thing is I copy and paste into Grammarly. Oh yeah, and yeah. run it through because well, and it's good and bad because Grammarly can't keep the formatting this. Yeah, correct. but at least but, it's going to catch. And all it, 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 if you have a weird character name, it it doesn't know it's what to confused. do with it. But it catches most of the big issues. Yeah, yeah. In like the action slugs, particularly. There you go. Um, and then run it through format assist. Well, and also as a former script coordinator, here's a trick. Go into reports, do a report on your locations, and it's going to list out interior, uh, house, kitchen, dash kitchen, day, and all the instances of that. And then you're going to find one that just says interior, kitchen, day. Fix it. Make them all consistent. Make yeah. sure they all say interior, house, just into kitchen. That? I don't, I'm not sure. I've only used it just a few times. I'm sure it has that I know feature. the reports features on Final Draft. Yeah, I'm talking about Final Draft primarily yeah. Yeah, yeah. because that's what every show so, ends up using. We're using Fade In to write our own stuff now because Final Draft keeps crashing. So we're coming, I still haven't made the switch yet. Um, so I had, actually, I had my first actual like loss of data crash on my feature because I, <sighs> I, maybe it's the amount of pages because I never had it in TV. I don't care fi- if there's 4,000 pages, it should not be crashing. Right, Final Draft, I lost I, I was writing the big climactic like moment and final draft went kabut while I was writing it and I lost the, thankfully thankfully I write I wrote the script in a way where it's like I would I opened up the script doc and then opened up a second doc okay. and we wrote so I was only writing a second so I didn't lose anything Still. other than what I was writing that day. It's but ridiculous. it was just like, Are you fucking kidding? Yeah, it's bad. So anyway. Fix it. We're on the we're on the tail you know, we're we're basically at the end of this. So oh, what's okay. the so what do you guys want to walk Those were my stuff. How do you uh, want spell check what? and format assist and run a location? Also do a character pass. If you had to sum up, you know, your feelings on rewriting your best of every, well, how would you sum it up? Well, rewriting for us is part of the process. We're constantly rewriting before it even goes out to anyone else because of being a team. Uh, we're rewriting each other. Best idea wins. Mm-hmm. We might cry about it. We might complain about it. But at the end of the day, if that is the idea that we want out there with our name on it, that's the one that goes. Your writer's group gives you notes. Your friends give you notes. You take those notes. You don't take those notes. But most times we take those notes very seriously. And the script is always better for it. And, and you have to know what that script is for. And we follow the process that we would follow in a regular writer's room. We yeah. make cards. We do the thing that's closest. I mean, the, the thing that's closest to an outline is when we take the cards and we put them into a final draft document we flesh it out a little bit mm-hmm. and we read it and go yeah this is holding okay let's split it up and now each of us take half and so write the it. Yeah. so the when you say the cards go in final okay so you mean you now have like an outline in the final draft format That's what well, you well actually we'll, we'll we will just like write we will just type in all of the slugs 
from the cards. All of the cards will go in as slugs for scenes. I do the exact same thing. With a little paragraph And you break it. So you basically do the writing out of order thing. So it's like, I do the exact same thing. Where it's like, all. so I start on the cards. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The cards go to a final draft document, an expanded outline. Okay. Um, And then that outline, I take that outline and start plucking out scenes I want to write and writing the right. scenes in a separate doc and then putting back over the Oh, we don't do section. that. That's interesting. We'll we'll just make a master doc, our mm-hmm. whip. We call it work in progress. And that has every slug. We don't do scene numbers because that's something you do for production. Every slug, any act breaks if we have act breaks. And then we basically, if we don't, we say, okay, you take this section from here to here. Mm-hmm. I'll take this section from here to here. We've or already got the slugs. We've two. talked about every scene. So now we go off and do our scenes as you would in a writer's room. Then we swap. Mm-hmm. She does a pass on my stuff. I do a pass on hers. And then we do the merge. And then after a few passes of that, that's when it's ready to go for somebody else to read to start to say, yeah, we can't see it anymore. Tell us right. what's wrong with this. I. It's funny you said that about the scene numbering because I actually do number my outlines. Oh. Here's why. Because then what I'll do is I'll make another piece of paper that has all the numbers on it. Mm-hmm. And you get this nice feeling of I cross put an X through oh. the number that a number that gets finished. Okay. There's two purposes. One is I get to put an X through a number that gets finished. But you take you watch... the scene numbers off when you send it to somebody. Of course. Of yeah. Course. So, okay. But the, in the outline, there's scene numbers. Cool. Right? And so when I that too, it also gives me a sense of. It's a fun trip. How many scenes mm-hmm. are actually in the thing? It lets me see yeah. how many, how many, like, like my. I think uh, a drama, a drama pilot I wrote not too long ago had like 26. Yeah. It was like, this sounds about right. That sounds about right. That sounds about right. How much? So it's like, if you end up, so if you have like 30, 30, so if you're ending at like 30, I'm like, why is there 30 scenes? It feels like a lot. It depends on, I think sometimes it depends on action sequences because sometimes those slugs, Mm -hmm. they are scenes. But if they Scenes are part of, scene. yeah, if they're yeah. part of a thing, yeah. yeah. And you have to be careful, too, because very often you can be in the same place, but you can have very two distinct things happening yeah. in there, and it's really two scenes, but it's a single location. Right. So I find that the, the location slugs are not always indicative of really well, that's why scenes I, well, well, I'll do, like... I'll have house and then house kitchen, house bedroom, house. Sure, yes. sure, absolutely. Right. And, that, and, and that's a good way to break that down, for yeah. sure. Sean and Julie Benson... Hope Thank this for, was helpful. This was helpful. <laughs> My wine was helpful. Thank yeah. you for coming on Word Tetris. One more time, where can people find you online? Uh, Instagram, the Julie Benson. Twitter is Julie. Nope, that's Other wrong. Way Other way, strike that. Reverse it. Instagram is Julie Benson. Twitter is the Julie Benson. Twitter is Shauna Benson. Instagram is Shauna M Benson. M. Is in Michelle. Michelle. You find me on Twitter at twitter.com slash Meryl Barr, M-E-R-R-I-L-L-B-A-R-R. If you're listening to this, it means you have signed up for the $1 an episode tier and you are the best. Now, if you haven't, you should go to Patreon, sign up for the $3 an episode tier, get access to the bonus episode, which will be about networking. Going to be great. I promise. Um, Really, I promise. Also, if you can, I haven't had a chance to bring this up enough um, because we're on the tail end of the season. If you're listening to this, it means you're a super fan. If you can, if you have a moment, go to iTunes, leave a rating, leave a review. It will help people, new people find the show and because we're yeah. going into hiatus content. <laughs> so none of the hiatus content, there's no free option on the hiatus content. It's just, you know, no, yeah, that's the thing about the hiatus content is because there's no bonus episode. So it's just the way I make it up to you guys is no one gets free stuff. There's no free samples on that one. So go do that. Go to iTunes. That'd be great. That'll do it for this episode. We'll talk to you guys later.